Good day, brothers and sisters. Today we shall continue our study in the book of John, and we'll be looking at John chapter 1, verse 21. And he asked him, What then? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? And he answered, No. Finally, we see the Jews' motives when they sought to find out who John the Baptist was. They wanted to know if this was the unfolding of the Old Testament prophecies. Why is this important? It sets the stage in the objective motives of the Jewish leaders as time progresses in Jesus' ministry. They were already misguided in their questions, as they sought something that they had assumed as legitimate prophecy. They were seeking for the Baptist to openly admit that he was a reincarnate Elijah, as foretold in Malachi chapter 4 verse 5. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the great and awesome day of the Lord comes. Or, the prophet which some have alludes to the prophet Elijah, which had assumed Moses had referred to in Deuteronomy chapter 18 verse 15. The Lord your God will raise you up a prophet like me among you. From your brothers, it is him who shall listen. Or in Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 18, I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their brothers, and I will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak to them all that I have commanded him. Unfortunately, they had phrased the question incorrectly by assuming that the Baptist was Elijah, and he denies he was. They had been misguided because the prophecies never prophesied that Elijah would have risen again. They had assumed he was Elijah, but would contradict the overall prophecy that the Messiah would come, and it is he who would save the world. Though there is no direct prophecy of the resurrection of a Messiah, Many scholars do attribute the Psalms of David as a parallel to the Messiah's resurrection, though the context is not. Subjective views allow for such parallelism, as in Psalms chapter 16 verses 10, For you will not abandon my soul to Sheol, and let your bo- the Holy One see corruption. Or in Psalms fo- chapter 49 verse 15, but the God will ransom my soul from the power of Shaw, for he will receive me, Selah. If John the Baptist denies he is the prophet, then why the disparity in, the, in his identity? Since the prophecies claim that Elijah would return before the Messiah. Well, the answer lies in Luke chapter 1 verse 17. When the angel appeared to Zechariah and revealed that the child born by the wife Elizabeth was not Elijah, but of the spirit and power of Elijah. In Luke chapter 1 verse 17, it's, it states that he will go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, to make ready for the Lord, oh, a people prepared. It is the power and spirit of Elijah that is bestowed upon the Baptist and predestined work that will pave the way of the Messiah. 
all his answers were true. And if the Jews had set aside their assumptions and conditions outlined in what the truth represents, they would have realized that John the, what John the Baptist was saying. This is the condition inherent of all men. We tend to look for the truth to fit a preconditioned mold. Anything that does not fit, it is thrown out and cast away as unwanted. Like when we want something specific, we will seek any means necessary to meet our standards. We only see the world through our eyes and have no accountability to anything but ourselves. Here is the problem with acting within such a framework. If these are standards that we abide by, we have no right to complain. We assume that everything we do is correct. Then whatever the secular world dictates should have no consequence on you. There should not be any double standards. We blame God as a convenience without reasoning, just as a way to satisfy our disposition. Whereas the problem lies from the root, which is you initially assuming that the world would mold itself to your needs. Unfortunately, it does not and will never mold itself to what you desire. You are subconsciously driven to fit yourself into the world's mold continually. Ironically, a mold that we ourselves build, which ultimately will fall victim to. What is the alternative? The alternative is the reality of who Jesus is and what he has done for us. What God asks in return is faith and to anchor our life in his absolutes. Why is it so difficult? Our faith calls us to turn away from the world, which, as I have explained earlier, ironically, is subjugating us into its mold. We are just too stubborn to realize it. We rejoice in small gains while the world tightens its grip on your faith. Even when we fail, we blame God, then walk further away from God. Sometimes the evil one causes us to fail to force us to sin more. Knowing full well our character is only for ourselves and nothing more. It takes hard, strong and committed perseverance to seek God. God has always been there, but we have been looking in the wrong place. The only reason we do not see him is because we have placed barriers to block our view. Barriers like that new car with all the accessories you wanted so much or that new business deal that you will make you millions at the expense of a few unfortunate people. Once these barriers are taken down, it is a free sailing under the wings of the Lord. We have to remove these barriers so that we can finally see the clear view of who stands behind it. It is our Lord God. The Baptist knew who he exactly was. Do you know who you are? There is only one way and that way is in John chapter 14 verse 6. As Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. God bless.